You are listening to Citizen Reporter at citizenreporter.org. We're definitely talking about things that make us human right now. It's the people that stock the grocery store shelves. It's the nurses. It's the delivery drivers. This is an international thing. We are all one people. everyone. Welcome back to the program. It's another edition of this series that we've been doing where we speak with friends around the world. I mean, at different times in the history of this program, I might talk to someone who I've never met, but maybe I've read their work or I've heard their programs. But I really, the last few months, I've enjoyed reaching out to someone who I've spoken to in the past, who, who I know, but maybe I haven't talked to in a while. And today, uh, I'm reaching out to a friend, actually someone who I met only last year, so some friends are from a decade ago. This is someone I met just this year. I'm talking about Noni Shakur. She's on the line from Cape Town in South Africa. Hi, Noni. Hey, Mark. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. And, I mean, here we are. It's amazing how... In some ways, time flies. In some ways, it maybe it doesn't. But we're in July. It seems odd to say because some months ago, people would say, we'll see by July, you know, or we'll see by June. But here we are. And yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm partially talking about Corona times. But of course, I mean, yeah. it's, it's also the way life has been going. Uh, I don't know how... If you had to summarize, what would you say, like, how have the last four months been for you? <laughs> just too big. Summary. Define summary for me. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I don't even know what sentences look like these days. Um, so I feel like I just, I, I just said Happy New Year, first of all, strangely enough. Um, the, past, the past six months actually have been have been both, you know, great. And the last four months uh, of the six have just been like, wow, what is going on? You know? So I was lucky enough in January, in February this year to, to uh, travel with work um, for on a tour that we, we was, was supposed to be four months, but of course, Corona had other, um, other plans. So we, we ended up coming home sooner, but I was able to hit a lot of career, you know, highlights and milestones this year, funny enough. And, and actually, it's a blessing that I was able to do that before um, all borders closed down. I was able to go to um, the Berlinale Film Festival. I was chosen for that. So I took part in that. Um, and then uh, after that, I went to Zimbabwe and Malawi and South Africa. We did like some tours of, um, you know, taking fil African film to communities in these areas. So, but as soon as we're about to hit our, our third month of the, you know, of the tour, then Corona happened and then we had to, well, it had already been happening actually, but we were just not hit at the time. So, and we had to, you know, halt our plans to continue with the, with that. But the last four months have just been, it just feels like, so I was alone for like uh, uh, two and a half of those months. And then I now recently moved in with a friend. So I, I've had company, but a lot of like looking within and just taking stock of my life and, how, you know, what contribution I'm, I'm making mm. in, in, in general, but also just how I'm doing as a, as a human being, you know, it, it's forced us to spend time with ourselves and not just on some superficial, you know, self-care Sunday, I'm going to have a face, a face mask on and just, you know, entertain myself, just like looking, really looking within and being like, how am I, 
helping in the fuck up of the world. Mm-hmm. Or mm. Yeah. I, for, for people, and, and I should have done this ages ago as well, but, but that's not how all friendships begin. But for people listening, a, a small introduction, right? Let's see, like, Noni, you live in, in Cape Town. As you just indicated, um, the way you usually explain it, I mean, you work in media, Mm-hmm. Or how would you explain it to people that you just meet? <laughs> okay. So I'm Noni from Cape Town, who was born and bred in Cape Town, but I've worked in Johannesburg, which is the really the capital of, of, of South Africa. I I work in in film, impact film to be specific. So we distribute films, uh, African films to communities that are rural or in the outskirts of the continent or Southern Africa for now. Um, what we do is we 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 strike deals with uh, filmmakers or film houses to take their films to the people, because these these usually are like documentaries or just films with social impact theme attached to them. So they're usually made about these communities that never really get to get to see them. So our thing is that there are no cinemas in these uh, parts of the world. Even in cities like Cape Town, there are cinemas, but they are slowly closing down. I mean, I don't know how it's going to look after Corona if it was bad before. Uh, but so we are an alternative, you know, distribution platform, specifically uh, targeting areas that um, don't have cinemas. But we use film to basically spark conversation around difficult conversations such as um, gender-based violence, racism, um, the LGBTQI community, uh, climate change, you know, all these things. So that's that's what I do. But I'm also a, I think I'm a dabbler, to be honest. I'm someone who wants to do more than one thing all the time. And this is something I learned in Joburg. Um, but I, I also do language work. I translate and I um, I transcribe videos. Right now, my, my focus is um, advocacy videos. So right now, I've been, I've been busy while taking, you know, while working from home. I've been also doing some work around Corona, translating uh, little booklets and videos um, on how to uh, take care of yourself around this time. Yeah, yeah. And when I when I met you, I remember, you know, you talked about. Uh, I think we, we talked about gentrification. We talked about, but also um, identity in South Africa. And and of course, I'll put a link back to that program that I think many people listening today would have heard recently. Because if it was a long time ago, we might have a new audience, you know. But I like to think people have heard you and. Um, when we talk about, um, you know, Corona begins, uh, as you said, it was already going on, but, but it hadn't yet reached, uh, South Africa and certainly the, the South African government hadn't made any big declarations, but then what, somewhere around March, they, they did, right? Yeah. Yeah. In March, I think mid-March, they announced that, uh, we would be closed, they'll be closing, uh, intercity borders and borders into South Africa, except for people who were trying to exit South Africa. And then they announced on the 24th of March, we would be under lockdown for what was supposed to be two weeks because, uh, you know, big Ben, a few cases in Durban um, and a few in Cape Town, but still people were not really taken seriously because there were no, no deaths, I think, at the time um, announced, just people who were recovering from it. And yeah, so the two weeks then turned into a month, which, which turned into now, you know, we're still under lockdown, um, but we just have now different levels of lockdown. Uh, right now we're able to exercise, you know, take walks, but for like a good two months, we're not able to be um, outside except for to go to work for those who are essential workers or 
go to the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. So now they also, on the 1st of, uh, of June, they allow the, the, the sale of alcohol, which is a big deal for people because for, <laughs> for, uh, for two months, they were not able to, um, you know, enjoy that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, so there's that. There's also schools. Some schools have reopened, which uh, is the, a lot of people are just finding like crazy because right now is the executive exactly time where there's like a spike in the, in, in the deaths and in the new infections. So it's really like, so our government, I think was actually the 1st of June they, is when they announced that where they're going to slowly open the country, but people need to be the ones that take it upon themselves to take care of themselves really. And um, for some that was, uh, you know, it was great so that people could go back to, to you know, business because a lot of people are not employed and they, they make money by selling, you know, street vendors, people who are selling uh, fruits and veg- vegetables or small businesses were the most impacted by this because, you know, that's how they make money. If people are out, out buying stuff, then that's how they make their money. So yeah. they, there was some relief for some, but also other people, um, it, it was tough for because it, it means that they, there's a bigger chance of new infections. But it also means, you know, this is something that I think everyone is learning. I don't, I think in different parts of the, the, the world that the pre-existing issues that we had before Corona are just amplified now because, you know, poverty was poverty before Corona, but of course the people who are going to be hit the hardest are the ones who are, um, you know, on the receiving end of all these, um, you know, these imbalances in the world. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, new infections. Um, Cape Town was an, it was the epicenter of South Africa just like a month ago. But I think now they're seeing jo- Joburg as well is, is, is matching that. So, yeah, I don't have the numbers because I, I try and keep away just to keep saying, you know, um, but yeah, I, I hear that we are, we, us and Joburg are like in the, uh, the top two. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also a strange time in the history of any country, I think, in the world when it comes to numbers, because it's amazing to see, you know, you always get these two or three statistics, the amount of people that are sick, the amount of people Mm -hmm. that have died, and maybe every now and then you'll see the amount of people that have recovered. Um, Mm -hmm. And and there's something strange that happens uh, sometimes around horrible, well, this is another, uh, but horrible incidents in the world where suddenly we start speaking in the thousands like like there's something normal about it or there's something routine about it. I don't know. I, I find mm-hmm. that we, at least right now, uh, maybe because it's still going on, but I feel quite me, but also I think everyone a little bit disconnected from what it really means. You know, uh, for the United States, you see this over, well over 100,000 number for smaller countries here. It's also, I think it's 2,000 or something, but that's a lot of people, you know, and and, and yet we we talk about it like, that's the number, you know. Uh, I, I think. It's, I guess we haven't done mourning yet. We haven't gone through the mourning period or the grasping of what it is that has to happen. Mm. Mm. It's 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 so scary. Like you're so right. Like it, it's been. I think for me as well, hearing this is the number where we're at now. This is the number of people who have recovered or the death. And then you suddenly hear of someone that you actually know, someone who's on your WhatsApp group that has passed away. Then it's like. Oh shit! Like this is really real. I mean, it's been real from the go, but the numbers, like you know, it's like people are screaming out just numbers randomly, mm-hmm. and until 
with someone you know um, or until you, you actually learn that your mother's neighbor has it and you're like, you know, what would happen to them if they, they got it? You know, it, it, it's sad that it, it has to be that way, but really these things really hit home when you actually see someone or you actually go in, if you're someone who can handle news right now, if you go and watch the news, which I haven't been doing, no. um, it, it is, it's, it's, it's terrible. Like, yeah. um, last, last night I saw, I went on, um, on, on Facebook and there was this uh, a common fr- a friend of a friend who everyone was just talking about and, and, and posting that had passed on and just everyone's hashtag is RIP so-and-so. And it's just, it's just too much. Like, I don't know. We haven't even, I think we like you're saying morning is going to look different also uh, around this time because as many, as many people as we know who have passed on, we can't even go to funerals. So it's like, Oh, someone so and so is dead. And that's that. And that's that, you know, it, it ends there. Yeah. Um, people do like a Zoom a memorial service if they have the, the resources, but otherwise, like I, I don't even, I don't even know. Like last night, I thought a lot about death, death, and mm. what it means, and what, like what I would do if uh, it, it happened to one of my families, uh, family members, or if if I if I died, you know, you get a little tingle on your throat, and you're like, oh my god, this is it, you know. And you're, it's like a, a state of panic. And of course, we're trying to keep busy and distract ourselves. I definitely am doing that. I know it's not, I mean, I don't think there's another way that I can do it because I also know that I don't want to uh, slip into like a deep depression about it. I want a small part that I can control. I want to be able to do something about it. But you hear there's like there's days where you can't run away from it and you just hear it and it just stays in, in your soul the whole day. And you're just like, how are we going to get out of this? You know. Yeah, yeah. I, there are a lot, a lot of these things that we we've been denied in this time. I mean, the one we often talk about is human contact. Uh, I still find it strange. So now in Amsterdam, I can uh, see my friends, and and uh, although I still there's a strange resistance to doing it. Uh, I don't want to put anyone at any risk. Um, but the strangest part is I'm I'm a big hugging person. Uh, if if you're my friend, there's going to be a hug when I see you, and I look forward to it. Um, sometimes oh. I may not even have much to say, but I'm just glad to see you. And uh, and oh. these days, after so many years of hugging my friends, hello, uh, not to be able to is um, it just it I feel like I'm missing something, you know. And uh, but but there have been so many of these things that were were denied these days. A friend of a friend passed away, a cancer. Oh. Um, I oh. went I went to the funeral procession which was you know we we rode in a line of bikes at some distance but not not a lot of distance i'm not gonna act like we did it really right or anything but once we get to the burial place the cemetery uh we're not allowed in right because there's a limit to how many people so it was like some 15 no it's less i don't know it was a small number just family so we all stayed out so there's all these people outside of the cemetery who can't quite see over the walls or whatever was there and we're all just kind of standing some of us are talking many people are crying um at one point somebody said i brought a few drinks uh alcoholic and non-alcoholic uh uh, can we stand in a big circle and and we just all had drinks we didn't even say much uh one or two people told the story but you could see and and my point ultimately is that we're all just trying to experience and understand and mourn but we you can't or or at least the way you know how to do it to some extent you can't do it um and it's very strange yeah it's it's 
so strange. Like you, you, you're saying you're you're a hugger. You know, before Corona, I was an awkward hugger. Like I would I would be just awkward in someone's arms until they're done. You know, but I really I really cannot wait to have someone hold me or hold them back. You know, it's like the strangest thing. I never thought I I I wanted I liked human contact like that until until now when you know you you can cuddle yourself and you can you know whatever line fetal position but it's nothing quite I mean right now I feel like I need a hug the, the kind of hug that is gonna like, just engulf you yeah because we've been we've really been through a lot like the the fact that you know when I hear people say we had we as a family had to bury our mother on our own and I'm just like for us and I'm sure for other cultures as well but for African culture like funerals are a big deal like the standoff is such a big deal before the day of the funeral like the like five days before there's like prayers every evening just to comfort the family they're called comforting prayers and people bring gifts and, and support the family and um you know, the day of the funeral itself is supposed to be like almost an, an all day thing because there's prep, there's, it's like, and then to hear that, oh, it was like an hour and a half long and, you know, only only we, the children, could bury our mother with a few uncles because other people are in different parts of the, of the country and travel is like, you know, also, it requires paperwork that other people just feel like it's too, it's too much, you know, to, to go through. So it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like I don't. I mean, I think of school kids who are, who are back at school and just wonder how. I wonder how that is for them. Yeah. I spoke to a teacher, a teacher friend of mine, and she was saying that for her school, um, she's like the kids. You can tell that the kids are, are just afraid. They are. Uh, they they also they lost a lot of time uh, because when Corona hit, they had to stay home and do e-learning, and e-learning in a country where data is a uh, an issue you know money to buy data is an issue and not all kids have smartphones or laptops so it's like who gets to access this anyway so some of these kids missed out during the during that and then now they're back at school to, to supposedly catch up but how do you catch up when you're like afraid for your life basically because not not everyone is um is has been taking care of themselves themselves or isolating and she teaches in a in a township school and she was saying to, to, to me that it's so hard to tell kids to sanitize, wear your mask and do, do all these things when you know that at home there's like six of them in a small tin shack, you know, one room that everyone shares. Like how are you supposed to um, isolate or, or um, a distance where you can hear the conversation next door because you're separated by basically like a, a zinc or tin, a, a tin um, sheet, you know? So, yeah, it, it's really, really... Strange, and I, I really would like to speak to a young person and hear from them how this whole thing has been. I mean, I, I told you about the the podcast that we do at work. One of the one of the guys is interviewing a young person, so I'm looking forward to hearing that. But it's it's really it's really interesting how I mean it's going to be interesting to see how the world unfolds to cover up or to make up for the lost time if we can even do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm also curious what. Yeah, what traditions or what ways of interacting with one another will change forever? I mean, I'm hopeful that, mm. like like you said, even the the good hug or the awkward hug, that that would actually mm. dare to come back rather than we go to a time now where we just won't do it anymore. 
Um, mm. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know that for plenty of cultures, it's, it, hugging is not a thing. Bowing might be a thing or something else. But uh, but I certainly have always, whatever culture I am, <laughs> I've always enjoyed you know the, the hugging part. Um, but it's interesting what you said about school and, of course, um, everyone that I've interviewed. Uh, even in the United States, because we often underestimate the poverty level in the United States or, or overestimate how small it might be. It's actually quite big. Um, and, and indeed, I interviewed a, a friend a couple of shows back who works in a public library in Kansas City. And she says, you know, we can't we can't obligate our, our workers, our staff to work from home because not everybody has access to Internet or at least access to high speed Internet. Uh, because it's a rural community, because it's a poorer community. Um, so they can't. And then there was a friend in Rio, uh, sorry, in Sao Paulo, in Brazil, who says, yeah, there's this assumption that everybody can do virtual classes. Not necessarily the case in, in Brazil. So indeed, as you said, and, and you started off by saying it, there are all these issues that our, our countries, our world has that have needed attention and not gotten it, I think, for a very, very, very long time. And now here we are in a pandemic and those issues are just, you know, even worse. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. I know. I know that in in South Africa, uh, I, I check the news, uh, and I could have just asked you directly uh, more often, but I don't want you to have to be the the media of of the country you live in. But I do know that, um, and anyone that's dared to look, <laughs> right? Um, there there has been the the, the big issue of. Um, the case of uh, gender-based violence in a, in a major way. Uh, I guess that was a month ago at this point. I'm not, I'm not sh exactly sure when it happened, but I know that since then there have been an increase in, in demand protests uh, for action. Um, could you talk, uh, I mean, if you feel like it, I, I know that you might not want to be the poster child for let me tell you about South Africa all the time, but I know there are tons of people that don't know about this because of the way the media works and what you don't hear in some countries. Uh, if you could explain a little what's going on with gender-based violence, protests, and, and demands in South Africa. Mm. So this is, for, for, for South Africa, gender-based violence, I mean, I think for the world, it's, patriarchy is the, is the monster here, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's then weaved into our cultures, our different, different tribes, wherever you go. I mean, I've heard of, you know, exceptions where, you know, women are treated as, as humans, really. Um, but here, really, the monster is, uh, is patriarchy and that even, even in our, um, you hear in it that there are cases of sexual harassment or, or, um, or abuse, even in, in like as high level as, as government, you know, but these cases get swept under, under rugs, you know. One of uh, our, pres our former president was uh, accused of, of rape and the case, you know, we, we all saw how women in, in the ruling party were, you know, the ones championing the, this guy as a savior and that this woman was a chancer and whatnot. So small things, small but big things like that happen all the time. It's so normal for, for me to wake up and hear of a woman being killed by a husband. Um, and that a child has, is, has gone missing and then days later they, they turn up and they, they've been murdered by their mother's boyfriend or their uncle. These are people that are in their homes or the, the, the neighbor, you know. Um, you, you worry about your, your niece. Mm. You worry about the child's neighbor who sometimes, you know, 
stays with her uncle. You know, it's, you don't trust anyone. As a woman myself, my my whole existence has like there's a the soundtrack of my life is please take care of yourself, be extra vigilant, be you know. And there's less conversations being had by men or being led by men. Um, there are less protests being led by men uh, around gender-based violence. Even the ones who claim that they are not trash, they are not, um, you know, allies of abusers, but they're not doing anything. You know, um, it's. I went. I went to a, a, fest, a film festival uh, last year, and I speak, I met one of our one of our veteran actors here. He was actually involved in. Um, Black Panther. So he, we're talking about gender-based violence and just how he, as a man, felt felt like it was his duty to be the one that, um, you know, says something that teaches his boys and whatnot. But he said that he had organized like a march uh, by men, and he said that a lot of his friends were like, "Yeah, we're gonna be there. We'll be there." And then on the day of the march, like only a few people showed up, and he says he learned much later that he's own people, people in his own network, were had cases of, of um, uh, gender-based violence against them, or they had they were known abusers that he didn't know about. You know, so these are people. This is these are everyday people who are in the news, who are in the media. These are our boyfriends that kill us. These are people like these are people that you you would see at the grocery store and they would greet you and you know. These are people that we see every day that, that do these things. They have been protests upon protests upon protests. And um, I, I need you to let you know that these protests that you, you see on, on the news are of um, cases of people who are well-known or sometimes they are in, in um, just better position, positioning socially. Or it's, maybe it's a case that is supported by a... Um, as a specific NGO, but there are bodies every day because they don't belong to any specific group or no one really cares about, you know, their community. This, this, this happened. What you're seeing on the news is not exaggerated. It's actually not even the full picture right. of, um, of this thing. And the violence, the, 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 the deaths of, of, of women and queer people that you see are really the, the, the final stages of, of this thing. Because the violence, you'll find out that this person has been doing this for years and they've been jailed or they didn't serve, serve the whole sentence or they, uh, they paid someone to um, make the case disappear. There's all these things that, 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 that factor into, you know, the, the thing. And you would think that, you know, with all the information that's out there, with all the campaigns that are out there, that, you know, it would actually lessen the cases or lower the cases, but you actually find, I don't even know what the connection is. Maybe someone knows that, especially when, if there's one case that you hear of that, um, or there's a, a protest, you'll hear a lot of small, uh, like other cases of uh, abuse like coming up almost as a, a reaction to people um, protesting. Like you, like last week, for example, with, not uh, two weeks ago, after the whole, um, Seho uh, case, she's the woman who was um, hung on a tree, um, pregnant. And you, after then, a lot a lot more cases came up, you know, recent cases, cases that happened after that. So then you're like, what, do, what, do, what does this do to people? Like, what, you know, I, I, would, I don't know, I can't even fathom what goes on in, in, in the mind of the, but I also understand how dangerous um, patriarchy is that, while women say stop killing us, there are people who are like, 
but what was she wearing? But, you know, mm. what did she do? Um, you don't know the whole story. There are people who are protecting their friends who are known abusers today, you know. Um, we walk around people who could kill us tomorrow. You know, this is, it's just like a constant state of nervousness and 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 being afraid to be a woman and to be alive in this country, actually in the world, to be honest. I, I mean, I've been to other places and I've felt, I remember being in Berlin in February and I was like, and I could walk, I was walking um, at midnight. I was like, what? What about this place? Um, why why can I walk and be free here? Why why can't that happen um, in South Africa where I'm from? And I spoke to a uh, you know a friend of mine who lives in Berlin, and she you know she had a whole explanation of you know all these things that seem like uh, amazing about Europe um, is because why people came to South Africa and all these small smaller countries and third world countries and came and colonized the gender-based violences, the poverty, all, and, and all these other things that the effect of colonization is how she explained it. And she's like, so you cannot you cannot come here and say, oh, this this place is so much better than back home. It's because the, the history, history tells us that wherever there is oppression, people who are oppressed and the trauma of oppression turns people into animals like this sometimes. And there are, of course, like not everyone who has been oppressed Turns like that, but those are uh, special cases. But people being displaced, people being um, uh, dehumanized, and all those things—they have effects and lasting effects on, on people. And those effects are felt by generations. So, um, hmm. yeah. But that's that's how she explained it, and I and I and I understand it. But yeah, it still is amazing to be in other countries. I, I was also in Zimbabwe and um, Malawi, where I felt so safe. Hmm. Uh, I felt so just like a man could walk behind me and I was, I wouldn't feel, you know, I wasn't feeling so just, I mean, fearful for my life or wondering what are they, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to snatch my bag or trying to actually take my life or, you know? So, yeah, I, I don't have the answer. All I know is it's just like so exhausting to year after year after year be doing another protest wearing black on a Friday wearing a, a, a you know um, a wrap head wrap on my head to show respect or to pay tribute to someone it's so so exhausting to be doing that I mean I would love to be a carefree black woman and just enjoy my life sometimes and not have to have these conversations or be telling my you know telling my own guy friends you know um, you need to check your friends I, I don't I don't want to be that person at, at the party that has to talk about that but because that's my reality. I have to be the one who says, you know, dr- between drinks, hey, guys, you know, have you guys heard that so-and-so did this? Did you guys ask him about it? Are you holding him accountable? You know, all those things. So, yeah, yeah I don't even know what the question was, Mark. Sorry. No, no. I, I First of all, I, I want to learn and I want to hear what's going on. But also I, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to see it through your eyes. Um, and and so part, part of it was was to anyone who's listening could get an idea of, at least this particular issue, um, which seems in the news that it's like these months have been a hot time, but what you're, what I'm learning from what you're saying, which I also know to be true of, as you said, this issue in the larger global context, which is this is just more in the long, uh, long-standing, almost routine, unfortunate routine 
when it comes to more protests, more pain and death. And, and what I hear in your, in your words, and you correct me, is this sense of, unfortunately, this is not new. And I'm also wondering, you, you can check me on this. It sounds like you're saying this is not a huge moment where you can point to here we've changed. You're saying we're still doing the same things and it's, and it's aggravating. Yeah. So I think now with social media and Twitter and, you know, um, student activism, a lot, of, a lot of noise is being made around these issues, but these are not new cases. In 2012, I think, I, I remember I was performing at a benefit uh, concert for a young woman who, was, uh, who had been murdered. So I know my mother was telling me stories of, you know, back then wasn't, there weren't protests maybe, there would be like mob justice, but there were still cases of people doing these things. This is not anything new. Um, and what what really what really sucks is that for a good two weeks we'll have a lot of news around this and then it will die down and you know on to the next one. And I guess that's how because there's so much happening in the world. Um, but it's this is, it's not new. It happens every day. There are cases that are reported. There are cases that are not are not reported. There are uh, women who and, and queer people actually who who go missing and uh, are never found or you know. Not enough is being done to actually find them. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. And people just continue living because what else are you going to do? You know, we just continue um, continue living. And I wanted to also say that, you know, uh, with lockdown and COVID, COVID, of course, like I said, it's, it's a new, new issue on top of existing issues, right? So poverty was there, gender-based violence was there. But now imagine living in a home with your abuser if, if you're a woman. Um, both of you have been laid off because people have been uh, left without jobs now and of course it's going to even aggravate the, the, the situation and you're stuck with this person because you can't move, you're told to stay inside the house. There are you know in in the early days of um, of the lockdown there was the military was sent to townships and other parts of the uh, of the city of Cape Town actually the whole country to just make sure that people were, were adhering um, which was my first problem was just the military being in our townships in the first place because we have there's too much history of abuse of power and also we we have not even recovered from the military before apartheid to be honest for my five year old niece to be seeing men with guns just you know outside her door is not cool for me um, so but I was saying I was saying you know now people are stuck with their abusers. How, what you know? What do you do then? What happens to in those home with, homes where the father is the monster? You know, um, how do we uh, you know stay safe indoors from Corona when the real pandemic is inside your home? You know, so yeah, yeah. I mean, knowing all this, uh, feeling all this, um, <laughs> and you were saying, you know, people carry on somehow. What are you, and, and, and you mentioned it, and I think people can relate, uh, um, strategic or thinking sometimes I'm not going to read the news, I'm not going to watch the news to, as a method of, because partially because you know the stories quite well. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but what are you, 
yeah, what do you focus on um, these days? You know, I, I was looking through your Instagram and I always see the, the updates, but I didn't realize that you had the account for uh, for plants, for example, and doing things with plants. Um, but maybe yeah. it's not that. But I, I, I do wonder, you know, yeah, knowing what you know, feeling what you feel, um, how then to proceed with each day? Um, each day is different, to be honest, Mark. I, I never had a plan. I think for lockdown, I was like, you know, I had those... Must lose five kilograms, you know, weight, you know, must um, do some whatever YouTube exercises, you know, learn learn a new skill. Mm. All these, you know, I had fancy dreams <laughs> before before lockdown. But um, when you're inside by yourself, like I said, I was by myself for like two and a yeah. half months. Yeah. There's the fear of being outside. There's a, then there's hearing and seeing on social media what's happening or in the news if you read the news. Uh, but for me, I've stayed away mostly from the news, but it's, this is something that I, I did before, way before lockdown, because I realized that it was affecting how I, you know, just my, my day-to-day life. So to be constantly aware and knowing and, and, and being, you know, being in the know was not helping me at all. Hmm. I mean, there are days I think I can, and I'll go read or someone will send me a link, but uh, really I try and stay away from news. Like you saw, I, I started this page. Um, your follow me, by the way. Will do. <laughs> follow me at your big girl planties. Y O your your big girl planties. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a page. <laughs> it's a page where I post anything that I I think is plant related. It's nothing deep, but I also know that having other forms of life has helped me. Um, through this time, hmm. you know, I miss my office uh, puppy that we, we had. Well, there was a puppy, she was a puppy back then. I don't know how big she is now. But, you know, there's, I miss taking care of other forms of life. Like, I don't have a big garden because I stay in a, a complex building and it's like you can really just buy your own plants and take care of them. So I've been doing that. Uh, I don't know much about plants, so I'm learning about them as I go. None have died so far, so it's a good sign. Um, I'm also just trying to go back to things that make me happy, you know, that have fallen away with being with the, in the business of life. Um, drawing, calling home, you know, something as small as calling your mother and hearing her tell you about something that you don't necessarily care about, but just, you know, hearing her voice and the passion about this one thing that you don't really care about, yeah. you know, just um, connecting to with, with people who... Who just want you alive and healthy and who have good intentions for you that's what i've been doing yeah. i've also been lucky to be working during this time like i said i work in film distribution but because we can't do actual um you know physical cinema we've been doing things online like the podcast we've been doing and sparking conversation using social media that's yeah we so we've been doing that and i'm actually one of a few who are lucky to still have jobs right now. Um, I really don't take that lightly that I, I'm still working in this time and um, that I, I have, I can go online, that I have, you know, I can read up on, if I feel like I'm, I'm spotting a corona uh, symptom, I, I can go and research what to do now, you know. I'm pretty close to, uh, to good hospitals and stuff. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really privileged. Um, you know, compared to a lot of people. So I'm really happy about that. 
But I also try and not plan my days too much or, you know, because I think that's this overwhelming uh, need to be doing something, making this time, you know, count is, I think is crazy. I've never been alive in a pandemic before you know, of this of this, of the sort. So I just am grateful literally for the breath in my lungs right now and the fact that I have had a meal and I I'm gonna watch stuff on, on Netflix later. You know, <laughs> just, that, that, yeah. that's really I'm I'm really just grateful for the small things. It's really reminded me of who I am and what I have, have to offer also. Like I told you, I think off of of air that um this whole time spending time alone is forcing us to all look inward you know uh, what is my contribution how am i toxic what are my toxic traits you know hmm. how you know how how do how am i when i don't agree with people um how can i be better at, at you know at my work you know um it just it, it's brought it, i think it's literally brought us all to our knees and it's not necessarily a bad thing where we're being taught to be human again it just sucks that people have to die like this around us. Um, yeah, but otherwise, we're, I really, I, I count my position as really, like, privileged to be, to be alive and doing what I'm doing um, during this time. Yeah. Wow. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it is, you know, the last part of what you said there, it is unfortunate. It's terrible that, that a time where you're allowed and able to look inwards is also a time where so many people are suffering. I mean, I have to say, and I have to, sometimes I have to sort of control myself with how enthusiastic I am, but I've enjoyed some of this time, a lot of this time, uh, because of what you said, not every day has to be so planned. I don't feel so much, whatever this sounds like to people, I don't feel so much social pressure to to go places, um, to do specific things. There's so much more openness to let's see how the day goes to a conversation, like you said, with, with family or with neighbors even who normally we, well, normally some people just walk by each other. I don't, I always say hi, try, but I find that more and more people are open to it and I love it. Um, but yeah, how, how to say I've enjoyed this time when someone listening right now can think, but, but, but my loved ones and friends have passed away or, or, or worse, you know, there's so many, as we've pointed out, so many other issues are going on now. So it's, it's a very odd time to, to feel like something, there is something good here also. Um, but, but that is the, I don't know if that's the irony of our, our world or our lives. I don't know. So much bad and so much good. Yeah. Yeah. It's all happening around us. Yeah. What are you looking for? But you said you guys are not really locked down. There, no, right? so no. You're not, yeah. And even the lock- thinking of. Go ahead. Yeah? Go ahead. You go. Uh, well, e- even the um, the restrictions we had, I found them to be very loose and relaxed. Um, and, and I say that in a suspicious way because I wondered at the time, like, is it, people are way too relaxed? And I'm still impressed that this is actually for this country anyway. This has worked because people have been outside so much. There is like an informal social life that exists on the streets, on the corners, on the canals. I've been almost disappointed with the fact that people won't change their lives or, or, you know, cut down on their social lives because they want to be together. But 
Then again, maybe I'm underestimating how much people have done, or it's just an incredibly lucky situation. Maybe. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've been planning what I'm going to do when uh -huh. the country really open again. <laughs> my first week, my first week of, of everything being back to normal, however long that takes, I might, might just find me rolling around on the ground. I just, I, <laughs> I really, I'm so excited, but just, you know, being, going to the beach, um, you know, just feeling sand on my, on my, on my feet, on my toes is like small things like that. I think I can't wait to even travel to, because I, I work a lot in rural areas and I've been cooped up in this flat for a long time. I can't wait to actually travel and go and see places. So, yeah, it's, it's going to enjoy everything after this. Like, I think it'll, everything will taste so sweet. Like, yeah. the, just any experience will take, will take like, oh my God, yeah. I've missed you so much. But I, I really hope what the new normal, whatever it looks like, I really hope it's, I hope we're, I hope we're all inten more intentional about how we are better human beings the next time around if we make it out of this. Um, and there's all, I think, facing adversity or facing stuff like this makes you want to take care of, I don't know about other people, but for me, I've just been like, there's so many people suffering. Um, how, how can I help? You know, I, I really hope it, we all get involved because we all went through, we're going through this together as much as we're all separate in different parts of the world, but we really are going through uh, this all together because no, no one is safe. Uh, people, you know, people can die in South Africa, people can die in Mexico, they can die, in, you know, so we really should be more intentional about just being better human beings after this. Yeah. Um, I, I really think. Yeah. Yeah. Noni, I mean, that, I don't even want to talk over that. I want to leave that as for today anyway, the, the last point. Um, I'm going to end it here, but really, like, I could talk to you for hours. And so, therefore, I'll come back to you uh, as soon as I can and we can, we can talk more. But uh, I'm glad to catch up with you. And, yeah, you, you've not only, you know, I've, I've wanted to hear how you're doing, but also a lot of food for thought. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like when we talked uh, in South Africa, I, I felt like I... I really enjoyed talking to you and uh, yeah, like an old friend, actually, even though you're a new friend. Um, so I want to say thank you so much for um, taking the time. It's good to hear from you and it's good to see you. And um, I look forward to when you're you're outside and you, you send the report saying, I got to roll around today. <laughs> and I, got, I got to be in nature. That's what we should do a follow up, actually. When, we, when they open outside properly, uh, I want to be the one that's tells you how it's going. That sounds great. I will do that. Yeah. And in the meantime, I'll provide a link. I'll, I'll check with you about all the links um, so that people can follow uh, uh, your Instagram and, uh, and anything else that you've mentioned today. I'll, I'll link to it. Well, thank you, Mark. Thank you. I dig in the dirt with my two hands They look in feel older than I am cry from the sky to the ground over my soul I just put down blood I got from turnips taken from the land 
Just what? 